0: Welcome to Tech Effect, a monthly podcast series brought to you by TesnoLab. I'm Adrian, the host of the podcast, and together with industry experts, we provide discussions and advanced insights about trending topics in software engineering. Don't miss out on new episodes, and let's keep advancing our skills and knowledge set. Hello everyone, and welcome to the podcast Tech Effect. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the topic of test leading, what it is, what goes into it, how to plan, implement and improve the tests. What are the metrics and risks that can happen? Uh, About myself, I'm an expert in audio and video testing. I'm leading efforts to ensure the accuracy and consistency of test result data. Managing one of the test labs' biggest audio and video benchmarking projects. Uh, joining us today is highly experienced test manager and test lead at TESDA Lab, who's worked in the software quality assurance industry for more than 10 years. And it is...
1: Oh, Kristaps Freimanis.
0: Yeah, so it's a pleasure to have you here today at TechEffect, Kristaps. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, how are you feeling? Oh, uh,
1: So far, so good. So...
0: Great, happy so, to
1: answer your questions.
0: <laughs> nice, so the first question is going to be always the serious one, it's going to be, if you had the chance to invent the country, how would you name it?
1: Um, yeah, I have, uh, well, I haven't had a lot of thoughts about that, but uh, I will be very patriotic in, in this case, and uh, probably I will stick to Latvia. Wow,
0: that's that's really nice. <laughs>
1: As it's uh, um, okay, never mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, let's let's leave it <laughs> as it, it shall be Latvia. So yeah, uh, next question we have is why did you choose uh, quality assurance for your career?
1: So um, actually, it all started when I was already in primary school. So I already knew back then that I wanted to do something related to IT. Uh, okay. Obviously, it was uh, kind of an easy choice afterwards from uh, after high school uh, to decide where to go next to study. So I went to uh, Wenzels University. Um, there, uh, got myself uh, more into like development. I understood that, well, development is not for me, that I probably won't be able to write any single line of code after I graduated. And uh, at some point, uh, yeah, uh, there was opportunity, uh, as Andres Erwins had just established uh, Tezdeo Lab. Uh, they were looking for um, employees. So got the offer to, to join in. Uh, obviously, as it was one of my kind of a goals to work in uh, IT sphere, and it was not development, so it was kind of a very perfect uh, for me. Um, so joined, and since then I'm here.
0: And what was your first task at Tesla Lab when you joined, if you remember? First
1: ask, uh, of course, I remember. It was actually happening in the dorms of the university. Uh, we were working to, together with the, another colleague who started together with me. Our first task was we were exploring how to launch uh, simulators of android and ios and preparing a documentation like a guide how to do it uh, properly um, before we actually did any testing tasks so so yeah
0: at that particular time probably it felt like uh quite hard task, yeah? Uh, it was, yeah, <laughs> because like
1: back in the days, like there weren't too many documentation available. So it was just explore, fail, explore more, fail okay, more.
0: And uh, for how long you've been a quality assurance engineer? Because we know that you eventually, you are test leading, right? You're test lead. Yep. So what was your path to test leading?
1: So uh, when I joined TDL, I started as a manual QA, uh, worked as a manual QA for I think like uh, four years or something and uh, yeah um, initially I was uh, working with one client uh, which was developing uh, applications similar to Skype. Um, So was was gaining my experience and knowledge there and uh, yeah basically when I got bored at that point of time then uh th- well obviously the next path is either uh test automation or more like a leadership position so decided to try out and uh yeah got, well, got the opportunity there quite
0: nice uh, at what type of projects uh, you have worked previously let's say yeah what type of projects have you worked and what type of projects have you been a leader Um,
1: so types of projects, like I mentioned, initially started with this kind of a communication uh, domain, uh, communication, telecommunications. Uh, Afterwards, I transferred more on fintechs and banking. Um, Then again, a little bit communications. Uh, Then from time to time, there was some switches like uh, hospitality apps, like, uh, for example, uh, different types of uh, hotel bookings and so on. And uh, currently, actually, I'm working with a very interesting domain, which is environment-related. So quite quite a spectrum of projects.
0: Okay, environment-related towards which uh, side of, uh, let's say... Uh, Saving the world. Oh, okay. That's that's <laughs> really nice topic. That's uh, really great that you are working on it. Uh, how does your day as a test lead look like? Um, well, currently usually it
1: starts t- as that uh, in the mornings I'm checking the automation test results, uh, seeing uh, whether something is failing or everything is green, uh, which of course is ideal case. But when when the failures happens, then I start to investigate like what's the failure, uh, whose test cases is, is it from, from my team and then based yeah, on, on this investigation plan, the tasks like who has to work on, on the task uh, to fix it. Of course, um, when you go into like uh, leadership positions, management positions, there are a lot of meetings for you per day, um, so there are daily stand-ups with your team, uh, with development team, um, obviously working in agile environment and all the agile ceremonies comes along, and then if there are any like issues happening during the day, you uh, need to jump on those as well. Uh, one on one meetings with team members to better understand uh, how they are feeling within the project, whether they need some help. Uh, and yeah, also from time to time, um, doing uh, some hands on tasks as well myself. So, so you're still... going
0: back to the field as well. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> nice. there's always something that you can learn.
0: So, yeah. So, you probably prefer the agile methodology, right? Uh. Yeah. It's Have uh, you worked with easier. other ones as well?
1: Yeah, um, before, like it was two years ago when I was uh, working uh, with uh, one of the banks in uh, Baltics, uh, we actually had kind of a like um, hybrid approach, let's put it. So basically it was like waterfall uh, because the domain was uh, very complex and you couldn't just provide the functionality like, uh, let's say, on a two-week basis. So it had to be provided at once. Uh, why I mentioned hybrid be, uh, was because we did the release uh, everything as once, however, the testing happened whenever there was something already uh, prepared. Uh, okay. So we didn't wait, in tra- like it is in traditional uh, waterfall. We didn't wait until development is completely finished so that we don't lose time. So whenever something came in for testing, then we started to test it. But yeah, have experience also with waterfall.
0: Okay, so better stick to Agile. <laughs>
1: Depends, depends, yeah, depends on the domain, I would say.
0: So, okay, Uh, for what domain then would you suggest the Agile and for which, um, the Waterfall, for example? Um,
1: Well, I think everybody is more or less trying to um, kind of navigate towards Agile uh, because it's uh, like faster, you can deliver... um, um, things faster features faster obviously like the big corporate uh, clients usually they tend to stick to waterfall because it's uh, easier from pl- uh, planning perspective not only from like uh, tasks but also budgeting perspective and so on mm-hmm. however they uh, are now being challenged by the startups which are probably doing something similar like for example Revolut. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they have provided a big challenge to all the traditional banks that we are having uh, here. Actually, so, that's true, yeah. Yeah, so, so they are, like, launching their features very fast. And if traditional banks want to keep their clients, they have to adapt to, it, to the same pace. And
0: traditional banks probably have a lot of hard time to adapt exactly. to a new system or even transition to a new system.
1: Exactly, yeah. They, so, they have all the legacy systems running in the background who have been developed at, the 80s, 90s, yeah. so probably there are not a lot of people who can actually maintain that
0: anymore. (laughs) So so the ones who actually create new banks right now and with new systems, a great agile methodology, then they're succeeding very well. Exactly. Because they can implement things, as you said. Yep. That's nice. So what, how how you think, what does a good test lead? uh, No, how do you think what makes a good test lead? um what makes a good
1: test lead um first of all like you have to understand the testing domain so like uh perfect if you have like uh, certification uh like theoretical knowledge of course hands-on experience as well um uh, communication is very crucial i think that's probably the most important thing like uh, how you can deliver information to stakeholders retrieve it from stakeholders then process it deliver it to the team in terms of tasks uh Of course, like uh, empathy as well uh, towards your team members uh, to, for example, if there are some kind of uh, problems within the team that uh, uh, somebody gives you negative feedback about somebody, then you try to investigate what actually happened uh, before jumping to conclusions. You have to be objective as well uh, when evaluating different types of information that you are receiving. and, of course, you have to be motivated.
0: That's really, nice. uh, <laughs> that's really nice. That's uh, really nice explanation about that one. Uh, how And uh, how does, for example, one person can transition to a test lead role? When do you know that, hey, I'm a test lead? Or is it just like, I don't know, a boss comes in and says, hey, you're going to be a test lead right now, H- <laughs> how it works? Um, I think there are like two ways how to do it. One is like you mentioned
1: that uh, boss comes in and says that, okay, you're, you're doing a good job, you are a test lead now. But uh, usually it's it's more like a natural thing, I would say, at least from my personal experience, I can tell that uh, at certain point uh, when you have done manual testing for a while and maybe like automation is not kind of a, your cup of tea, um, you kind of start to feel bored. Uh, with with the tasks that you are having and well obviously we all have this kind of a, a drive to improve, to grow and obviously then the next step is to, to try out uh, leading more people like um, training them um, uh, sharing your knowledge that you have gained so far and uh, I think this is the preconditions for, for you to become a, a test lead
0: Okay, uh, as we know there's a lot of um, people maybe uh how to say um don't understand the test lead and test architect or test manager is so can you explain the difference and uh yeah say what is the difference between a test manager test architect or the test lead all
1: right i'll try i'll do my best here um i'll start with test architect probably um well from personal experience to be honest like i haven't uh in any of the projects i have worked with i haven't uh uh, seen such role as a test architect uh, so far but I mean uh, that's that's just my experience uh, but from theoretical part like test architect is a role uh, which basically helps the test team um, to implement different types of uh, types of technical solutions so for example if a team uh, is working on something very specific uh, testing something very specific where there is nothing in market available uh, for them to to to, pre- uh, to do the testing uh, then test architect uh, is the right person or, or the right role um, to kind of investigate how uh, how to technically help the team, like prepare the tool uh, or, or scripts maybe. Um, if there is like huge uh, data, for example, needed uh, specific uh, kind of data, then test architect uh, would uh, prepare scripts to generate this kind of data. So he's working more on the technical uh, aspects of, of the testing. Um, <clears throat> uh, test manager. Uh, test manager is uh, like... Um, let's say, in a hierarchy a bit higher than test lead. Uh, Test manager is usually leading a team of uh, test leads. So he's responsible for uh, multiple uh, test teams. Uh, uh, Test manager as a role, uh, so far, I have seen uh, exist uh, mostly in, like, corporate um, environments uh, where there are, like, multiple projects uh, happening and then there is, like, yeah, um, this... uh, Test manager who is kind of uh, taking care uh, of uh, all the testing so he's basically overseeing
0: everyone, exactly a, a, every team on exactly. several projects. Exactly, okay.
1: and uh, additionally, like uh, compared to test lead, uh, 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 other tasks that test manager has is like planning the budgets and things like that. So, so more like on on really manager side of things, and uh, test lead is usually focusing on uh, single team or. There might be exceptions, and uh, he might be leading multiple teams, uh, but he is more into day-to-day action uh, with with the team, like resolving a team's problems, uh, sharing uh, like the information to test managers, so that uh, he can then uh, provide the information further to stakeholders. And yeah.
0: Right. So let's say that test leads are more technical than test managers, right?
1: Um, not necessarily. Okay. I mean, uh, from my perspective, like test managers, still they usually start also from test leading persp- from position exactly and then they grow into this role so again like it's a natural involvement of uh, of the career uh of course, it's not always the case as well. Um, there might be also test leads who are not uh, like uh, focusing on automation. So they have like uh, these technical test analysts or or technical staff who is actually uh, doing uh, all the automation and just providing metrics uh, to test lead. So in that case, uh, yeah, this uh, statement comes valid. But um, I would say that, uh, yeah, uh,
0: usually test managers yeah, also have the Ability to understand technical things. Exactly, yeah. So how do you think, what are the responsibilities of the test lead? And uh, yeah, what are the main responsibilities?
1: Um, First of all, like leading the test team is the the main responsibility. Um, uh, Identify and align testing with organization needs. Um, Scope defining scope understanding the scope defining the scope to the team estimating probably no yes estimating of course uh, preparing like uh, documentation um, test plans uh, allocating those test plans uh, to team members gathering metrics uh, doing analysis of the metrics so that they can provide information to the um i don't know who whoever needs it project managers test managers um selecting tools uh, finding ways how you can improve uh, current uh, testing processes uh, how you can grow uh, your team's ability to do more uh, and of course like uh, also hiring uh, additional team members
0: (laughs) okay Uh, how do you think what are the common challenges that test leads face and how can these be overcome or maybe you can uh, show some uh, previous past experience that you have four challenges
1: um yeah so a couple of challenges at least from from my side that i have been uh uh struggling with let's say first of all it's like uh, <clears throat> building the test team itself um to be honest like i'm not sure even uh which uh which is uh more um kind of uh a harder case uh, whether you have to build the team from zero or you have to start with the already existing testing team and then just i think uh, it
0: would be easier to do with existing uh, teams maybe if you can take a couple out of from each team yeah if you like know everybody then it's easier but if you need to completely do it from zero then it it's gonna be problematic, probably.
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean, I I agree, and uh, of course, it also depends on the domain. If the domain is complex and the team is yeah. already there, they already know something about the main, so you don't have to do the training or sp- search for somebody really specific. So yeah, uh, building test team is uh, probably one of the biggest uh, challenges. Um, how to avoid it? Well, to be honest, I'm not sure. <laughs>
0: no possibility there's
1: no possibility to avoid that so this challenge will always remain um selecting tools uh for the for the testing um so for example test management tool like there are tons of test management tools available in the market okay. so how to choose the right one um
0: depends sometimes it can be pain in the ass
1: <laughs> exactly yeah exactly um, of course estimations, because these these uh, these are being asked from us a lot. So how to properly estimate uh, how much time yeah. the task could take for you, especially if the requirement is very ambiguous, and if you're talking about agile, this this usually is the case.
0: And if uh, something probably changes, then you need to communicate stakeholders why date or dates change as well. Exactly, and exactly. It's probably the next uh, issue or the harder part, challenge yeah. to communicate. Yeah,
1: uh, exactly, because it's uh, uh, w- once you communicate these kind of things, like you you will get the challenge coming from the uh, from the uh, your managers, and uh, of course like. Uh, but wherever the people are involved, there will be conflicts arising from time to time. So this is also something that you as a lead have to take into consideration uh, that you will have to resolve it. At some point, you will have to deal with these kind of Those things Those are well. the
0: challenges that you're like, ah, oh, no, I don't want that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like harder part to solve. It's like you need to understand all the perspectives from each side yep. and then somehow think who lies, who not, or what was the thing, why did they... Ah, that's that's quite hard.
1: Yeah. Um. So and you have to yeah come up with solution where probably everybody is yeah. more or less happy about it. True. So that's 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 the art of being test lead.
0: And, and and the most uh, important thing is to not hurt feelings. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's the most. So yeah. What have been your biggest challenge being as a team lead from your past? um as i'm quite
1: introverted uh so communication part has been quite uh, quite a uh, challenge for me um obviously i have worked with myself on this topic i hope i have grown uh, into it a bit uh, like um, um
0: learned how to do it better so communication can be improved so yeah. if you are really really introvert and you don't want to speak yeah and if you have so what would you suggest to improve the communication?
1: Challenge yourself. I mean, I'm here, <laughs> so so this is yeah definitely one of the kind of improvement steps that I'm taking uh, to 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 be here to talk with you. Af- afterwards, like probably it's also good to take a step further, uh, doing some conferences. So just to kind of get uh, the anxiety out of your way of uh, speaking publicly uh, and just yeah keep in mind that everybody who is listening uh, even in the meetings with uh, with your team uh everybody is human everybody can make mistakes yeah, that's uh, true. the the main point is just if you have something unclear make sure that you ask questions even the stupid ones yeah exactly like like there's this saying like uh, there are no stupid questions there are only stupid answers so <laughs> so don't blame yourself for sure. having questions so uh, have you read any communication books um oh. yeah i have but i don't remember the names so <laughs> i can i can try to no. to send it over afterwards
0: <laughs> it's like yeah they were pretty good they helped me but i don't remember the names <laughs> that's nice okay uh what has been your biggest failure or biggest success
1: um let's start with the failure then mm-hmm. um from the negative side like yeah there. exactly i'm as i'm a uh, tester we are always very pessimistic and as latvian we are extremely pessimistic so that that creates <laughs> especially, even in it, it <laughs> especially in winter <laughs> exactly True. uh so my biggest failure actually to be honest like as we are on this topic about test leading my biggest failure was the first time i actually was uh leading a team um so yeah uh before before that project i was kind of a leading myself so I was a one QA team uh, test
0: lead uh, tester so everything was done by yourself exactly yes yeah. so, oh. so have you, have all, all the
1: conflicts that I had you, I had with myself
0: you probably <laughs> had a very really good mentor before that to do uh, that. yeah because not promise. a lot of people actually can do all the things yeah uh, some people speci- specifically can work only in one uh, exact field well not like several ones so yeah, probably a really good mentor.
1: Yeah. Uh actually on the first project when I joined, I think well, Dennis was one of uh, of of the leads in the team and Andres. Oh. So so Big I think guys. <laughs> yeah. So I think yeah, mentorship was was very good and uh yeah, learned uh, learned a lot there. Uh, But returning to the challenge, uh, so yeah, uh, after this first project, I was offered to uh, take a role as a test lead uh, in fintech company, um, in a fintech project, not company, a fintech uh, project. I think at that point of time, we had like uh, five or six team members uh, spread across, like there was iOS team, Android team, web team. Um, And like, obviously like I had the theoretical knowledge of uh, how how these things should happen but uh, the practical knowledge uh, well it, it was very different to what I was doing at that point of time and uh, yeah um, like I mentioned before the communication was probably the biggest issue at that point of time um, so yeah, uh, to communicate the issues that I was experiencing uh, like a I didn't want to show myself from like a bad light that I don't know how to do uh, something that I supposed to do. Um, and uh, obviously, like, yeah, it it built up, built up. And then eventually, I think after nine months, I got replaced. Wow. But uh, nonetheless, like even though the experience um, ended as it ended, but uh, I, I see it as a very uh, positive thing that happens in my life and uh, even like um uh, even if you like uh fail at something the the most important part is uh, that you, you you get a you, you do a re- yeah exactly you do a retrospective of yourself like what what went wrong like what what did what could you have done better make a list uh where you can improve yourself and then work on that list so obviously like uh, as i was quite new to the test leading uh, area. Um, the first thing I do was I set myself a goal that uh, hey, I'm gonna read through the test manager ISTQB book to learn more from the theoretical part of it, uh, get the certification. Uh, and for myself. did it help? It helped, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, and since since that day, I also. Uh, think i never ever said no to any project that was offered to me uh to to lead so so yeah
0: so the ice gave you a confidence
1: boost ice gave me like theoretical part of it and uh, the confidence came with uh, practical aspects. with practical aspects yeah nice. so you try to improve yourself uh, in each project uh, show you from your best uh, possible light don't be shy asking questions like i mentioned before and uh, yeah
0: and after that probably came the biggest success as well exactly so <laughs> okay let's <laughs> go to to that's that, right
1: um so yeah and uh, and uh, then uh, also at the beginning i mentioned this banking project that i was working on initially i started as um i was helping uh, Uh, test lead uh, in the bank uh, to implement uh, agile testing uh, uh, Principles so they were planning to transfer from waterfall to agile. So I was helping to introduce that um, uh, Describing processes uh, working in Jira setting up Jira um, like doing trainings uh, for for the QA team and so and uh, Then one day um, like there, there was this initiative uh, with uh, within the bank uh, that uh, they basically uh, planned to implement new payments uh, system, and uh, considering that the domain was very complex, the timelines were very short. Um, they they had trouble with uh, finding a test manager who would be able to, to take over. To so actually it. do the job. Exactly. So I got offered the chance. I, I knew it won't be easy, but I took it anyways. And uh, yeah. So after a lot of struggles, after a lot of uh, questioning myself why I'm doing this to myself, <laughs> why it's actually needed, I uh, got, got over myself. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, managed to deliver those projects on time uh, with uh, very good quality and uh, but i mean it was not only my efforts it was like whole team like leadership team was uh, exceptional Uh, uh, all the testing team was was great Uh, so a lot of aspects fall together and actually this was the biggest confidence boost that i had uh, that well I'm, I'm capable to do something like that and then since since uh since that project I don't think that there has been anything that uh, that has surprised me so I think, I think <laughs> the,
0: the main thing to do tasks properly is that you need a really good team yeah like a really good team. exactly if exactly you, if you don't have a team then that's sad exactly that's quite yeah. bad so yeah so uh how 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 long period was between the success and failure in time wise
1: Um, i think it was like two years two two two, three years
0: so it took a while to sink in it took really a while (laughs) (laughs) and uh, when did you finish the STQB?
1: um i think actually i finished the STQB one one and a half year after the failure and wasn't hard at that time. Um, I mean, reading theory books—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not easy. It's like always uh, I, I, yeah. you can compare it to a sleeping pill. So you're <laughs> reading five pages and then then you're out. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, uh, it it wasn't easy, but but the exam also wasn't that that hard. I, I mean, I, I guess as I read the whole book, uh, it it was a bit bit easier for me to. Uh, to to go through the um, exam.
0: Well, at least it helped. At least it helped. Yep.
1: And a check mark in my uh, to do list. <laughs> so that's small dopamine the, uh, dose for. Have for you?
0: Um, how long list do you have?
1: Oh, uh, well, it's it's it's, quite it, it's growing. <laughs> <laughs> there are always like new things to to learn, like okay. like the 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 thing that you son- sent me in the chat today. So yeah, something that's, to that's have a true, look that's on. That's
0: true. That's true. How can a test leader effectively plan and execute a testing strategy for a project or a product? How do you think?
1: Um, Well, first of all, you have to understand the organization needs, the project needs. Um, So, and based on that, you need to define the strategy and uh, approach how you would be testing. Uh, Obviously, it's like back and forth also between you uh, as a test team representative, stakeholders, um, like selling them idea how you would be doing the testing. There would be coming feedback, like maybe uh, suggestions what you might be doing something uh, differently.
0: And also probably understanding team's capacity as well.
1: Exactly, yeah. And uh, obviously, like once the approach is ready to... To implement that in the right way, uh, so have a sessions with your team, explaining why you are doing uh, things that you have defined in that way, um, and uh, yeah, basically working on uh, on on that so that everybody in the team also understands uh, how how the processes will be further on.
0: Okay, you said that communication is one of the key aspects. Uh, how can test lead uh, effectively communicate with the team members that you have? And also the stakeholders uh, to ensure that the testing goals are aligned and understood from both sides.
1: Yeah. Um. So first of all, like having these, um, I think like daily standups is a great opportunity to, to to discuss like if there's something unclear. Um. If it's not daily standups, then either one-on-one meetings with the team members as well. Like especially after you have uh, worked on. Uh, like explaining the strategy, so maybe uh, you might have team members who are also a bit shy to express their opinion when others are listening but maybe on -on one-on-one they open up and like explain really good points that you can use in terms of stakeholders probably again it's first of all like written communication would be uh, advisable uh, because like information if spoken uh, in the meetings they tend to fall between the chairs need, so,
0: t- t- need to note down things during the meeting yeah,
1: yeah exactly and uh, if you have it written down and if it's approved then, then it's okay um, otherwise like if there's still some communication needed some ad- adjustments needed then well you adjust and again either have a meeting and afterwards an email out with what you have agreed upon so yeah I think that's at least that's how I would do it <laughs>
0: Nice. Uh, how can a test lead foster a culture of continuous improvement with the team and encourage collaboration and innovation? Um,
1: collaboration, I can start with that probably. So um, I think like um, as, as there is a concept like pair programming, I think uh, also a good approach is like pair testing. what sure. I have okay. noticed, noticed, yeah, basically when you have two or more team members uh, working on the same task. Well, there's uh, also
0: extreme programming as well. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about extreme, <laughs> extreme testing, how, testing. How does this <laughs> look? <laughs> that would be <laughs> quite interesting. <laughs> but yeah,
1: so that that's that's a good point to, to think about. Uh, but yeah, so, so these kind of tasks where you are uh, working uh, multiple team members on, on the same thing, like obviously as they are facing the same task, uh, same challenges, they are kind of uh, getting null. Uh, each other also uh, much better when when they are working on the same challenges team building activities uh, so that again everybody knows everybody within the team Um, continuous improvement uh, well I think as for example development teams they are having hackathons yeah, uh, something true. similar might have might be done also for the testing let's call them testathons <laughs> the test <laughs> marathon exactly uh where where the team uh would uh, would work on like uh, checking out different types of tools maybe what what can be brought in into their daily work uh um uh, like hot topic ai like maybe how you can implement ai features in in so your daily discuss
0: some new things yeah. that the uh, world has shown to us and just try to implement yeah it in exactly. the existing exactly strategy.
1: and uh i think interesting part also is like if you give uh i don't know like once once per month or something if you have your team members like uh, read some interesting art- articles and then kind of a um Ask them if they can share the information they have gotten from from uh, from this art- article and share it with the team, like to raise discussions. And uh, so I think that's that's also uh, a, a nice thing for for like uh, innovation and uh, growth within
0: the team. Um, how how do you think if uh, if you have a team and there's no new team leads from your team, does that mean that you as a team lead? Failed to like uh, improve your team, or how does it work? How do you think?
1: Oh, sorry. Can you repeat?
0: So let's say that you have you have a team of great uh, great uh, workers, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, as we know, yeah. as you said earlier, uh, as you said earlier, um, team leads come out in a nature way, right? so if from your team no new team leads appear does that mean that you're a bad team lead
1: no not not necessarily i think like uh, there are different types of per- people uh, like personally i know a couple of uh, for example developers who are really not willing move into manager position because like they like they to write code
0: yeah, they don't want to talk
1: exactly they don't want to spend their time in meetings they want yeah, to write code they want to create something right a uh, similar thing is uh, for for uh, quality engineers also like there are people who are happy with uh, when they are given a task they they can just test break the application uh, find new ways how to how to break it so it's also a very creative process um, but uh, yeah I don't think that uh, if if you can't point anybody from the team to be a test lead that does that it does make you a bad uh test lead it's more like uh, also like your team members if they are willing to move into this position they probably should kind of uh, so drive need, into the
0: discussion with you yeah they need to show willingness and motivation exactly yeah, exactly makes sense uh what kind of help do you normally provide to the test team um usually it's uh, like for example if there are any questions
1: like how to do um uh, something better in terms of testing so based on my experience then i kind of uh, help to decide in which way we should go for example uh, let's let's pick uh, automation so okay. um so if, if there's a question like uh what with what we should start automation uh, are are we like going into depth with like negative scenarios as well and so on and then then probably i would like recommend uh in in, in which direction uh, we should go uh, like define uh, how how we would be doing that um otherwise um basically anything if they have any blockers like if they can't uh, fulfill their task uh due to i don't know somebody not answering so i'll jump in and ask uh like the person who to whom uh the question was addressed who is not replying, uh but uh yeah um uh ask personally to 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 help uh i don't know any technical difficulties like for example like uh the laptop is slow obviously like uh would would request for a new laptop or something classic
0: question well just make a request yeah true those are the funny ones uh how do you ensure that the team is adequately testing the product and identifying potential issues or bugs
1: um i mean first of all if uh, there are no bug slippages in production then well you can evaluate that the work has been done great um that uh, most of the defects have been caught in the testing phase. Um, I, I wanted to say, like, uh, to, to check, like, the amount of test cases that uh, they are doing per story, for example, but probably, yeah, this is not very good that's, metric uh, to do. That's to, to, not really good. Yeah, exactly. Have, have you, you
0: had this... Okay, let's switch. Have you had a slippage in production? Uh,
1: yeah, from time to time it happens. Luckily, no critical or blo- blocker issues, but, well... Some, some something tend to slip by, but obviously even if, if uh, like critical and blocker issues slip by, then like what can you do is to make analysis what went wrong, uh, what happened, why you missed it in the, for example, requirements phase, why you missed it in testing phase, uh, where the information was lacking, um, and make corrective actions in the
0: future. Do you investigate a check analytics to improve test setups of testing itself?
1: Yeah, of course, uh, like I mentioned, uh, as uh, one of my daily tasks is uh, in the morning, check uh, the automation results, um, seeing first of all, yeah, and pass-fail ratios, also checking the execution time. Um, Additionally, in the past, uh, we had projects also where we were kind of tracking how much time um, a task was was taking, uh, just to understand, like, is there a way where we can improve um, on, uh, maybe not on execution speed, but maybe if, uh, if a task uh, takes longer to be executed because like there is a lack of information. So we have to wait until somebody replies and explain us this. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think this is uh, one of the also main uh, tasks for test leads to, to follow up.
0: Is it hard to communicate with developers as well? Do you communicate on a daily basis? Oh, yeah, of course. if if you find a lot of critical issues, you just go straight to developers? Um, Yeah,
1: yeah. Of course, like, um, being a QA is not an easy position because you you are always considered to bring bad news, right? Yeah. (laughs) More than good. (laughs) Like, I had the situation yesterday when I was just uh, cheering up for the team for a good job and they were asking, like... uh, what do you want from us? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's it a joke, news, but, then, <laughs> but still, <laughs> if you bring good news, that what do you want from us? Exactly, yeah, but uh, but no, no, um, yeah, I, I think like uh, communication with developers is extremely important uh, because, like, uh, well, eventually you have to have information from them, right? Uh, you need to provide information to them. Um, and uh, they can give insights that probably you won't be able to get yourself. So they know what code they have written. They know where might be the like most w- vulnerable uh, places, what you have to check. So they can a little bit guide you in the way how you can check the edge cases, right? So this kind of communication is uh, very necessary. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, one thing as a test lead that you have to take into consideration, uh, considering that usually you are bringing mostly bad news, is how to like present the message that you are presenting so that it's not uh, pointed to you know, like a direct, directly to a person or or being offensive. Well, well sometimes
0: something. you know a person well, and then you can. Hey, you made really <laughs> bad code. But you can sometimes do that, but if yep. you don't know yep. the other side, then yeah, you need to be quite. Uh, snakey yeah say like that. exactly
1: well also if you want to as, as a joke just point to somebody well you, you have to know the person really well <laughs> otherwise yeah it can turn out not so nice yeah,
0: it can turn out that you need to go to hr <laughs> speak about things how, how you're treating your team
1: exactly and and learn communication
0: yeah To read books it's that i don't straight know to communication. <laughs> how you how do you prioritize between tests um
1: Well, usually uh, if you're speaking like from agile perspective, usually the user stories, uh, well, the sprint itself has already like a sprint goal. So you already know like which tasks are the most important ones for you. Uh, Obviously, the test cases reflected to those stories also have higher priority than others. Um, So based based on that, you can prioritize... uh, Secondly, for example, if if there are not so clear priorities from from the manager side coming, then obviously all the test cases that uh, have the most impact on the end user are are the most critical ones that you have to check. All the happy path scenarios have to be checked. And only then we go into depth, like checking negative scenarios and so on.
0: If you compare yourself now, how you prioritize between the tests and how did you in the past, it has improved a lot? Um, the principles,
1: more or less, are, are very similar, uh, but obviously I can't say that I haven't improved. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I have improved a lot.
0: <laughs> Especially in communication. Exactly. You are here, so that's that's nice. Uh, well, and uh, how do you address the human resource splitting between the dots? Um... Yeah, so probably in each team,
1: uh, there are uh, quality engineers who are more specialized on some particular area topics. of the applica- application, Yeah. topics. Um, well, my personal approach is that probably it shouldn't be the case that you only assign these kind of tasks only to this person um, for for very, one very good reason. Um, so you, you need to have the knowledge split across the tr- uh, a team. Um, like for example, the person who, who is an expert in that particular topic, like he might have vacation, um, sick leave, um, I don't know, decide to leave, leave the jobs and, and then basically you will be left without anything. So <clears throat> uh of course the the focus will be on this person who knows the topic but additionally uh it's uh i think it's good approach also to allocate somebody who might be uh, supporting him uh, who might be working together with him like doing this kind of a pair testing thing uh, and basically learning the topic as well and uh, basically that this knowledge is split across your uh, test team and it, it covers like every um um domain every like aspect of of the project that you are having so so that your team is let's say cross-functional in a way that they can test everything
0: Uh, how do you use test estimation and how do you ensure quality estimations on the tests um so how do we
1: use test estimation um well in the Current project, uh, to be frank, we are not uh, estimating that lot from from quality uh, assurance perspective. But uh, like in the past, uh, obviously, where we were giving uh, the estimations, like in the past projects, we were giving the estimations how much effort it might take from the test team to deliver a particular uh, feature. Um, how we do the estimations, um, it. Also really depends on how detailed is the requirement. Um, how complex is the domain. Um, obviously like a rule of thumb is probably to add like 10 20 percent buffer because like uh, things probably will go wrong. like I haven't ever experienced a project where everything runs just smoothly and perfectly so so we yeah. actually have
0: really yeah. and in the end everything would itself. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it went good for a start <laughs> <laughs> so yeah actually it, it never i never experienced it as well exactly so
1: so the buffer is very important when you are doing estimations um uh i know that uh, in um, well not i know but uh in the past uh, we also did uh, like uh We had agreement also with a client that we had like X amount of test cases per day expected from a uh, quality engineer.
0: And what happened if you didn't do the X amount? Uh, Then then we
1: probably like investigated what went wrong, whether the task was too complex, uh, whether there were some
0: blockers along the way. Uh, Hopefully the client wasn't (laughs) dissatisfied. No,
1: no, no, no. Like uh, usually like uh, we were way above the uh, expectation, so... So yeah,
0: what are some key metrics that test lead should track to evaluate the success of the testing efforts, and how can they be used to later just drive the improvements? Yeah,
1: um, so I think from also from stakeholder perspective, one of the most important metrics that test lead must track is the progress of testing. Okay, uh, like obviously you will have a plan ready that uh, like future X uh, takes time from I don't know. Monday till Thursday, uh, and on Friday, well, it's usually not a good uh, practice to deploy on Fridays, but well, <laughs> let's let's make an up. exception. So on Friday, the feature must go out, uh, and uh, it's it's a very important feature. So obviously, like uh, test uh, like stakeholders will be very interested, like where we are with uh, with the feature. and uh, well, yeah, this is the information that you have to track, like. Um, <clears throat> How far are we with uh, with the feature? So let's say there are 100 test cases. So the expectation is like to do at least 25 per day. And then at the end of the day, you can either send it out as a report or uh, have a call with the stakeholders explaining that, okay, that today we did like 50 test cases. So we are uh, more than on track. Let's say we will be able probably to provide the, uh, the results faster. Uh, so, yeah testing progress uh, obviously like defects and the amount of defects criticality of those defects so that uh, um, the managers can take decision whether or whether to release or better to
0: find one uh, critical defect than for example 40 minor defects let's say like that how do you think to to find
1: uh, I, I would say definitely yes because like i mean <laughs> critical, critical like those critical. those slow ones maybe like uh, i don't know low like impact. the yeah 10% maybe will be spotted by the customer but the critical one i mean yeah. everybody will start to send <laughs> you like angry emails that something is not working
0: <laughs> as we know uh, a lot of people are working day a lot right and they don't have work and life balance uh, how would you say is the best approach to handle it the work and life balance uh, as a test lead um so yeah and is it stressful to manage both sides um yeah i think it is stressful <laughs> <laughs>
1: because like when when you reach the kind of a manager leadership position yeah then uh, obviously it's uh much harder to kind of have the balance between work and uh, personal life Um,
0: because the line just vanishes right
1: yeah exactly so as a test lead you like like in my case, I, I, to be honest, like rarely do normal hours. Um, so, so it takes a bit more uh, from, from me, uh, which, which is okay. Uh, I have used to it, so, so it's okay for me. Uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, even if you don't do like normal, uh, let's say normal working hours, then um, uh, obviously like uh, there's still possibility to kind of uh, uh, have uh, like extra time off when, whenever you are needed yep. uh, to do some personal stuff during the day. Um, for example, yeah. Um, but of course, like keeping the balance uh, is is the perfect uh, situation, and I think everybody should uh, thrive to do that. But uh, of course, there comes pre- periods when when there is like you need to stretch a lot. Like if there's deadlines coming, obviously it, yeah. will, it will take more from you. Um, so so then you have to sacrifice a bit more than than you want to um but uh, again afterwards like there probably comes like more calmer uh periods so as long as you kind of take a rest in those yep. periods until the next stretch then then i think um uh, that's that's fine also okay. depends on your family status whether you're uh, single or non-single significant yeah. others support in. this yeah
0: Uh, If we're talking about a balance, how can a test leads uh, balance the time and resources to ensure the testing is thorough and efficient without sacrificing the quality?
1: Um, So obviously there will be meetings during the day with the stakeholders, uh, let's say, but you also have to find time to have uh, the meetings with your team to listen what what they have to say, what what they have, uh, what kind of issues they are having uh, during the day. Um, So in that sense if if you hear uh like uh, also your team struggles then uh, then you can help and obviously as you have the voice also uh to to stakeholders you can raise these concerns to ask for their help so that's that's uh, that's that's how you can um uh, like keep the quality up to at least current um uh, position
0: what are some key trends and developments in the testing field, and how can test leads stay ahead of the curve and adapt to these changes?
1: Um, obviously, like uh, the new technologies that that are coming in—blockchains, uh, AI, everything. So uh, th- these are kind of a very trendy things. Probably uh, AI
0: is the most uh, yeah. needed one.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, this is something that also test leads, in order uh, for for uh, yeah, to adapt. Uh, kind of a, at least the ideas what they can introduce uh, from it in their daily work like they need to investigate like uh, what is happening what is uh, trendy um, learn a bit it uh, about it in more depth um, understand uh, yeah how 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 it might help uh, in in their daily uh life
0: um i think it was quite nice discussion we could actually wrap it up right yep. but before we wrap it up I have still one question. Uh, sure. What is your go-to quote in life?
1: Go-to quote in life if you
0: have one. That comes mm. first to your mind.
1: I had one but I don't remember. Or, or
0: maybe not uh, quote, maybe uh, suggest- suggestion to your or viewers or listeners.
1: Well, I think like something that I mentioned uh, before um so don't don't say no to opportunities even if it seems hard uh or like something that you don't know uh, eventually you will learn and as harder the challenge is the more rewarding it is the more faster you will have to learn it um and well the, the more like valuable it will be for you afterwards and yeah, gain your confidence uh, better understand the subject so so don't don't say no to opportunities
0: if you take a lot of opportunities, these you can advance your skills and knowledge then that's true yep so yeah thank you that you joined us today and thanks, thanks everyone who tuned in and listened to this discussion with Kristaps where we talked about test leading uh what it is how what goes into it and how to plan implement and do things and stuff <laughs> just feel free to reach out to us on instagram profile facebook or linkedin page and you can find us by name Lab. and let's keep advancing your skills and knowledge set and see you with the next one